0: This is Dale Junior, and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. I track weekend to the Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Uh, back again. Another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Tyler Overstreet. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Um, it's that, over. Yeah, that was uh, the dangerous summer. Never feel alone was that song. So you said it's over. You're obviously talking about the uh, Dallas Cowboys playoffs chances. Yes. Yes.
1: And it was amazing. Right. I didn't even get to see it, but I saw the score and Man. I laughed. Yeah, that is not what we were talking about being over. Oh, though. it's not. No. Oh, we were talking about the Panthers' bye week being over. The
0: Panthers' bye week is over. Yes. And now you're back to football. About this that, week so you get to watch the football <laughs> you actually care about. Yes. So, anyways, um, we're home from Homestead. What a crazy weekend that was. Uh, I had a lot of fun. You know, Sunday was fun. Compared so everybody was like, you know, you're gonna you're dreading it. I got a couple questions in the media center Friday like, are you dreading this weekend? I'm like, why would I be dreading it? I think it you know, I'm kinda I'm I don't know what to expect or what's gonna happen, but um no, I'm not dreading it. And um but I, I will say that Sunday was I woke up in a better mood Sunday than I thought I would. Which, did you
1: anticipate being in a bad mood? Well, like-
0: race days, I always wake up in a bad mood on race day. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> so I have, I don't know if it's a confession or not, but, but I hated, uh, everything leading up to climbing into the car. Hate is a strong word, but I, I did not, I, it, everything that I had to Disliked, do yeah. was a obstacle to what I wanted to do that day, right? Yep. Um, I wanted to just get up, go get in the car and race because not that I didn't enjoy what I did, the meet and greet to the driver's meeting and all that stuff. It just, you want to race. You're there to race. The race is what you want to do. Uh, you don't want to, you know, anything in the way is a, a, a bit of an annoyance or just.
1: Yeah. It's almost like you have a long checklist of things you have to do just before. It's like,
0: yeah, here's your chores. <laughs> then you can go hang out with your friends. Yeah. Um, That kind of thing. So, uh, but I woke up in a great mood, and uh, everybody kept telling me, like, hey, man, just enjoy it, have fun, Uh, really generic advice about how to, uh, you know, how to take in the day. So, I woke up in a great mood, and I, you know, just had fun, we signed a lot of autographs for all the fans at the driver's meeting, like we always do, went in a little bit early to do that, we signed afterwards, and... Had fun interacting with the fans. That was fun. Um, intros were fun. I d- unintentionally kind of stood in a spot, uh, up on that stage. With, they had a different stage than we usually use. And oh, yeah. It was yeah. like three
1: times as big, yeah. Right.
0: So, uh, there was, there was really no, the, the original, the, the, the usual stage that they have caters to the drivers a little bit with places to sit, um, and, and, you know it's a little more uh convenient this stage was more for the production and there was nowhere for the drivers to really be uh so i kind of got in this one corner uh out of the way and it happened to be right where a lot of them were walking by so i got to shake hands with a lot of the drivers and tell them how much i appreciate racing with them i uh, had a lot of great conversations interactions that was fun for me uh to to be able to talk to a lot of the drivers um and uh let's see and then we went, going to the car, being at the car and taking those photos, it's super hot, right? Yeah, it was, it was so really hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. And we're right down there in the middle of the, like right on the race. The surface of the track is hot. Everything is hot to the touch. And, it was pretty much and heat like, coming hey,
1: yeah. hey sun. Just, yeah. just bake us.
0: Um, a lot of people around, so there wasn't much of a breeze. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of tough. Uh, as far as the heat before you get in the car. We were in the driver's suit and and, uh, sweating like crazy and and hosing ourselves down with bottled water trying to stay cool Uh, so you didn't dehydrate. But um, took a lot of pictures. Um, Really didn't get seriously emotional only when I talked to Rick. You know, trying to talk to Rick and tell Rick. um, It was easy. It's easy to thank him for hiring me. It's easy for me to say, "Hey man, appreciate you hiring me. Thank you for giving me everything you gave me professionally." But when you, when I think about what he did for me personally, uh, it's hard for me to uh, thank him. I don't know why, but uh, f- for some reason, when I try to do that, it just brings up all the feels. But uh, for people that don't know, Rick and I have known each other a really, really long time. Uh, my grandfather Robert G on my mom's side worked at Rick's as a body man. Doing bodies for Schrader and and f- was there for years. My grandfather, even beyond his ability to work, Rick kept him on the payroll. And and they said it, it you know, the I don't know, not, it's not really a joke, more of a compliment that they kept him around for mora- morale. He he was just a funny guy and a great guy to have around. And and um, they had a connection back where Rick grew up in Virginia. Um, my my granddaddy, Robert G., uh, worked up there and had a, uh, I think he had a service station or something, and Rick would go there with his car and get it worked on or work on it, and they knew each other when Rick was a teenager. So Rick's had this connection to my family a really long time outside of racing and, and in racing. But uh, also my uncle, uh, Jimmy G., Robert's son, worked at uh, Hendrick as well for for a number of years doing bodies as well for for Schrader's car and um, when I was my first interaction with Rick was when I was probably 16 years old I met him uh, he came up to me at a racetrack and uh, my dad was my dad and Schrader were racing an ARCA race at Topeka Kansas on an off weekend. From the Cup Series, Darrell Walter was also re- running in the race, and uh, Rick was running in the race. Rick would race every once in a while, periodically. Um, so I was hanging around with Schrader and his group all week, and then I was going to go home with Dad once Dad came to the racetrack. So I'm hanging around this motorhome that Schrader had, and Rick comes up and says, Hey, I'm Rick. I want to sign you to a contract, jokingly. We write out this contract on a napkin, and he signs it, and I sign it, and he takes it and shows it to my dad, just kind of joking, or joking around my dad. Like, hey, I signed your son. He's my driver, uh, if, he makes a, if he makes it in racing.
1: Do you think Rick still has that? No.
0: We oh. talk about it all the time wishing we still had it. But yeah, that would be, yeah, would be an hilarious. incredible keepsake. It would. Um, and we talk we talk about that story and laugh about it all the time, and Rick likes to tell it. Uh so I've known him a really, really long time and when I went to when I went to race for him, you know, we talked that we talked and we were asked about and there was there was a bit of a conversation that maybe we filled a void for each other. He lost his son and I lost my dad. Um and maybe we kind of looked at each other to to fill that void somewhat. Um and as time went on that that's what happened. And uh, at least for me, I can't speak for Rick, but for me, that's you know that's definitely the you know what happened. He's helped me uh, in my relationship with Amy. He's advised me there. He's advised me with my businesses outside of uh, driving for him. Like he's advised me here at Junior Motorsports. Um, he's just really always cared enough to try to give you uh, he knows enough about my life and everything that's going on in it and he cares enough to take the time to give me the advice that's going to help me in those situations and there's not a lot of people in your life that do that and so I, it's just hard for me to tell to explain to him how much that you know he's meant to me um, man he gave me like a second you know he gave me such a second chance even a third chance you know but uh, professionally Um, by hiring me in the first place uh, you know I I was I felt like that I was going to go down with a ship at DEI if I stayed there and um, you know for him to hire me and give me an opportunity to go to his place which was um, was was healthy and um, one of the considered one of the best teams in the business was the first time he you know he sort of saved my career and then um when we had our struggles in 2009 2010 or whatever those years where we weren't weren't, weren't winning any other driver would have been let go um he hung on to, to me told me over and over and over that we would get right that he believed in me and that when we got the right combination of people and and uh that it would work and you know I know just as well as anybody else that any other driver would have got let go in that situation so um you know but he eventually stroke good luck I got partnered with um Latard and that was the magic switch you know that helped us get going helped me get going and um uh so that was the third time he you know saved my career so um yeah that was uh that everything else that happened during the race weekend was relatively easy to handle, but trying to, I know he's sad about us, you know, me not driving anymore and us not doing that together. A lot of people don't understand, I think, that how much we enjoy doing that together. Right. Win or lose. I don't think a lot of people know that. So it's hard for maybe both of us to see it in. Um, and we both, and he does this, he has done this over, over the last several months, we both talk a lot about what we're gonna do together. I don't know what that is. We obviously have a dealership down in uh Florida that uh, we got a Chevy store and a Cadillac Gym C store that um two stores really they're about five miles apart. Uh that we own together. Basically it's half and half partnership. So uh we'll we'll be partners in selling cars for a long time.
1: And Junior Motorsports, I mean. Um
0: yeah. I was just going down the list. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> I'm helping you down the list, man. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, he's an owner at Junior Motorsports as well. He says that he was he's ter- you know committed there for the next several years, um, but he's uh, he wants to figure out what we can do together at Hendrick as far as the motorsports program. So, however I can be involved there, however I can help, I want to do that. I love the place. I want it to succeed. So, we'll see what happens. But um, that was probably the hardest part of the race weekend. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think. It it seemed like everybody else, everybody was holding it together until that moment. And then I think that maybe that hit home for everyone as far as like, okay, this is really it. This is really happening. And then everybody else from there on was sad. <laughs> or emo- not sad, emotional.
0: Yeah. We'll touch on the race a little bit. I, um, you know, we, the car, we've, we didn't really like the car that much in practice. We would put up a fast time all of, in every practice. But I told Greg, I said, man, this thing, just after three laps, it does not drive good. And the track was super, super slick. Uh, I didn't run there last year, so I haven't, you know, this track is really uh, quickly losing grip over time. Did it seem like it was bumpier than? Yeah, around the top of turn three and four, it's, uh, it's getting these bumps that are a little bit annoying. Uh. But, um... Not so much uh, don't on the bottom groove or, or the top of one and two, but there's some there's some chattery bumps around the top of uh, three and four, right where the right side tire goes, right where you want to be against the fence, that are a bit annoying. But um, we uh, I kept telling Greg, I said, man, we got to fix this thing. It's, I don't, you know, get a little, you fall in love with that fast lap on the chart, and you don't, you know, you kind of get a little, you maybe not some, you know, urgency goes away about. You know the car being really good on the long run. so I kept telling him, you know, we got to work on, got to work on it. Finally, we changed everything. All week we kept on changing, kept on changing, kept on changing. I mean, big ticket items, and uh, the guys were working a lot. It's hot, miserable. Finally, the last practice, right in the middle of the last practice, we made some great changes. We put a little nose weight in it. That was a awesome change. We hadn't tried that all weekend. We had uh, as much. Or more than our teammates, so usually we look at the other three guys and we say, all right well, should we add nose weight? do they have more do we you know if if uh if we have the most then you know it's kind of hard to add more because you don't you feel like it might be going the wrong way right um but we added some nose weight that was a great change, really helped the car. We ran some great laps on that last set of stickers, and I was happy. I was like, well, we got something to work with this is a top ten you know car, it'll run a fast lap, and it'll stay there. Uh when the race started, it wasn't good again. It was back it had the same old characteristics that we had when we got there. And I just stayed calm and thought, you know, as soon as the sun goes down, this thing'll lock up and, and go. And so we hung around uh, we hung around long enough, we didn't get too far behind. And right when the sun went down, it started hauling ass. You know, we we started toward the back on this one restart. And uh, I think there were, like, five or six cars on our lap, all one lap down, right? So we're trying to pass, like, all these guys to get the Lucky Dog, and we did. We drove all the way up there. We called Eric Jones and we raced him for the Lucky Dog. And we were quicker. And then we cycled through a green flag pit stop, and we got by him. And so we were in position there to get ourselves back on the lead lap. And uh, eventually, uh, you know, just ran out of time. We also had a flat tire there to end. I got in the fence running a little too hard, but... uh, you can't hit the fence anymore with these things. I'll tell you that. We used to hit the fence all the time, but now you just barely brush it and you get a flat tire. Jimmy had a couple of problems with that too.
1: It does seem like, yeah, I don't like best. that. Yeah,
0: the car's being a little too delicate. But uh, you know, you gotta if you go run an inch off the fence uh, off the fence all night, you're going to hit it. You are. I mean, it's like racing at Darlington. Get a Darlington stripe. That used to be no big deal.
1: Is that because they took away like they try to make that side lighter?
0: I don't know. I, I think that the wheel wells are too tight. because
1: oh, yeah. you're trying to suck it down. Well,
0: I mean they just are. They're just shaped too close to the wheel. Yeah. We get the cars we we've, we've so over the years they got rid of the ride height rules, so now the cars are, are on the ground. That puts the tire up in the wheel well further. That gets the fender, the top of the fender especially closer to the tire. If you push that in, it lays on the tire going to going to cut it. So that's frustrating. I think um, you know it's annoying that you can't uh, get in the fence anymore. We used to put four by four wood blocks in the right side door to rub the wall at Darlington. Used to used to build a big old because uh, you knew it was going to yeah. inevitably happen. Yeah. Used yeah. to yep right off the right off the door bars. This was only ten years ago. Right off the door bars, we'd build this apparatus that would hold a four by four beam of wood. And you get up there and hit the wall and it never the wall the tire would never touch the wall. Because it was it just hit that wood and ru- ride that wood and you'd smell a little burn wood, but uh you wouldn't rub in the tires or worried about you know, pushing your fender in on a tire or anything like that. They I don't I think they outlawed that for some reason.
1: That's what I was gonna ask, is that outlawed with yeah. because they have that foam in the right side? I maybe? don't
0: know no, that that got outlawed before the foam got oh, there. Okay. But that was a great way to keep the car you know, you could ride the fence. If you got in the wall, no big deal. Right. Now now you can't touch it. Um, Come on, NASCAR. Yeah, man. So, anyways, the 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 car finished in one piece. That's key, all right, because last year when Gordon retired, he, Rick said, I want the helmet, and I'll give you the car. So, in Rick's mind, I don't know why. That's a fair trade. But um, I heard about that, and I said, hey, uh, Rick said, hey, Rick asked me about the, he saw the helmet. The helmet was designed just like my, my helmet that I ran at Charlotte in t- 1999. Yep. And uh, he saw it and he said, how many helmets are there? Uh, I want the right one you're going to race. I said, well, I think there's just one. So, um, you, But you can have it. I heard you gave Jeff the car last year for the helmet, so can I have the car? He said, sure, you can have the car. So, I mean. um, What are you going to do with the car? Well, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a use for it right now but I'd think it's one of Yeah, I could put it over here in junior motorsports. Fans That's here think it'd be fun to look at. I Yeah,
1: the Wrangler car is awesome but it's been here for a while. I so know. It, it may be time. Yep,
0: might be time. Well, I don't it's like uh, I learned along, I learned over time that and I'm trying to preach this to these kids that come in the sport today. Um you might not think you want this stuff but you will down the road. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this car today, but in 20 years, I'm going to be damn glad I got it. Yeah. And uh, today, like, I'm running around trying to get these doors and crap off my late models and d- doors from the first couple of bush races I ran, hoods, stuff you find on eBay. I'm trying to gather all that stuff up best I can now because I should have kept it when I had it. Right. You know, now i got to go find it and gather it up and track it down and try to get that history that that i that i wish i had so
1: you've got everything else except for the helmet like the fire suit is here yes the, the fire shoes suit's here suit. the shoes
0: that's so, all you you uh, kept track me, of all that stuff all weekend
1: yeah me well me and kenny the bus driver yep he brought it to us yesterday so yeah. we made sure that you've got everything except for the helmet do you think that they're gonna it's mr h gonna get to keep the helmet cam
0: i don't know it came <laughs> it goes you know they probably want that back <laughs> i was like i don't know how much that thing costs yeah but, i don't either but hey and and uh, which I watched a little bit of the Hamlet Cam Martinsville last night. Pretty neat. Oh, really? They just yeah. sent you the file? Of the I have, the, have it on a little stick, memory oh. stick. So I was watching that. La- I I think when I'm watching it, I'm like, man, this will be cool to show my yeah. little girl one day. That'll
1: be really cool to have the Homestead video. Yeah, it will.
0: I I guess. I think Martinsville one's more entertaining because you're always trying to chase and pass somebody. The Homestead ones might get kind of boring.
1: Eh, but you're, you're moving around. You're up by the wall. That's a good
0: point. Um, so anyhow, uh, the 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 car and the helmet swap happened. So I'm glad that the car finished in one piece because if it didn't finish in one piece, I probably wouldn't want it. But um, And then I'm still going to lose a helmet to Rick because he's the boss. Right, yeah. We also, the other great thing about finishing the race and finishing one piece was we got to pull down Pit Road, which led up to the plan that we were going to have some beers with the guys at the end of the race on Pit Road at the car. Yep. I told them, uh, months ago I said, I don't care what happens all race weekend. The one thing I want to happen, the one only request I have is that me and my guys get a moment together to have a beer toast and drink a couple beers before, you know, at some point after the end of the race, preferably right at the end of the race.
1: It, it went from a moment to, I think somebody said like 50 minutes. Right. <laughs> I was well, like, I
0: mean, it takes a while to drink a couple beers.
1: Oh yeah. I drank three. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. So, there were a lot of people. Yeah, those red coats, the Budweiser reds, go down a little bit slower than their Bud Lights. Hey, but uh, I that if you're was thirsty enough. They all go down the same. They way. were so cold. <laughs> Apparently, they've been on ice in a Yeti f- since Friday, so yeah. the damn things all, almost frozen. But that was great, uh, and and it was everything that I hoped it would be, and I think it was too for the team. I think they really enjoyed that.
1: I liked uh, somebody, I think it was Jim Utter, who was like, yeah, there's a celebration on the front stretch, but there's a party at the ADA. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's what we want. Um, And anybody that was there sort of got to take that all in. I mean, you know, it wasn't just just the team. There was was a lot of uh, industry folks coming by and a lot of fans around.
1: It was an incredible thing to be a part of. That I'm sure nobody on that team, and I'm assuming none of those fans, are ever going to forget. Yeah. So it was it was really cool.
0: And then after that, we finally got uh, we're finally going to go home. So we ride on around the, in the golf cart onto the front straightaway, and we go up on stage to congratulate our buddy Martin Trix Jr. on winning the championship. I think that we all were pulling for him going into that race weekend. Um, I got to with the flat tire. When I come out on the racetrack, I come out behind them, and I had, you know, new tires. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and ride and watch this. And, uh, man, what a, I, I saw Kyle a couple times. You know, could Kyle had a little bit more speed, yep. but Martin had the preferred groove. And so Kyle had, a, you know, the options that Kyle had to try to get around Martin were going to be very, very difficult.
1: Yeah, I think Kyle restarted maybe third, and he kind of fell back. And then he ran him down pretty quick and I was like, Man, Kyle's just gonna blow by him. Yeah. And then he got to right there and
0: it's so hard to pass, it's so slick. Uh, but
1: you, I mean Martin was the fastest car all year. Yep. They they one hundred and ten percent deserve
0: to win that oh, championship. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Um but we're thrilled for him. I'm I'm looking forward to the banquet more now. Oh yeah. You know, that Martin's gonna be the champion, he'll be on stage.
1: Martin has fun at the banquet regardless of yeah. what happens, so as the champion he's to yeah. probably have a really really fun week. Yeah.
0: So I I mean I've you know I've enjoyed the banquet over the years but this one's going to be pretty 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 cool. And
1: plus there's no sit down dinner. Yeah. It's it's a little quicker. I'm
0: very um
1: That's going to be exciting.
0: I'm very sad for uh for Martin's owner. Uh he just had Barney Visser. Yeah, Barney just had uh surgery. He's had some heart issues. Uh so he's not well enough to go to this celebration. Isn't it? Oh, he can't go to Vegas I either? I don't think he can go to Vegas.
1: Yeah, that, uh, that's disappointing because he came, they brought in that car. If it was,
0: anybody deserves to be there, it's him.
1: Yeah, remember their first car? It was that maroon and white, yeah. and like a must, like it was, gross-looking yeah. paint scheme. <laughs> they had Kenny Wallace. Yeah. And they they put up, like, they qualified fifth, but then something would happen in the race. And then they went to Regan and Kurt Busch. Yeah. And then the way Truex went there because of – leaving michael Walter. it's crazy to see how that team has
0: and and barney has not i would i won't say self-funded but he has invested right in this team his own businesses his own money um he's really self self self-made owner and and created this opportunity in this championship himself so that's really frustrating and sad that he won't have the opportunity to Thoroughly enjoy the celebration. I'm sure that Martin and and Cole and the entire program will do their best to include him uh, and probably celebrate with him when he's well. Um, you know, I
1: also saw on um, social media there was a video of like a bar in Denver, and it's like a 78 car bar, that's almost awesome. like a football team. Yeah, everybody's in there like a lot of Broncos jerseys and stuff, right. but they're all just hooting and hollering whenever he won the race. So that was cool to see because. Yeah. I mean racing it's like you have so many different cars so the nucleus
0: is here. Right. There's so not many teams outside of this little bubble here. In it's Charlotte. cool to see that Denver embraces them like that. It is cool. We just want Barty to know how much we respect and appreciate and uh want to celebrate his championship. Uh Junior Motorsports won the Xfinity Series championship with William Byron. What a what a weird weird experience that was. You had Yeah. I, so I ne- you know obviously Great problem to have, but you have three drivers racing for the championship. It comes down to the end of the race with 20 laps to go, and you got both, both, your, two of your three guys battling it out, swapping positions back and forth.
1: And you know that the fourth guy can't win because yeah. he was like 10
0: laps down. So, but yeah, you, you mean the Hemrick. Hemrick, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> basically you're sitting there watching a race knowing, okay, one of these guys is going to lose, which will suck, and then one's going to win, which is going to be great. Um, so you didn't know whether you know ha- you're kind of smiling and happy and sad at the same time at the end of it. It was really weird. It was uh, it was just strange.
1: It yeah, it felt this championship felt a lot different than the Chase championship, which maybe it's because of the new points format. Yeah, but watching them race each other, it's like. Awesome. He he passed him, but then he get pa- he got passed back, and that's awesome.
0: Way, yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who I want to win. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out either. I was, it was really confusing, really weird. Um, like we know all of the
1: guy, like we know the drivers, we know all the team guys. So yeah. it's like, I know both teams and the seven team also. Like they work their guts out. So it's not like, oh, yeah. go William, go Elliot. It was
0: like watching the Redskins play the Redskins. Yeah. It was weird. Yes.
1: But hey, it's an amazing problem to have.
0: Oh yeah. But so
1: But hey, we won. <laughs> we did, yeah.
0: So William wins. William's this uh William's got this, you know, amazing opportunity going forward to drive for Rick. He's got a you know, we're sending him off as a champion. Good job. He's came through the whole system, drove for us in the late models, cobblishing the trucks back to us in the Xfinity series. He's graduating. That's our that's our end goal as a company, Junior Motorsports, right? Is to send guys on up to the next level. All right. Um,
1: About William Byron. So I met his he, his dad probably January of 2013 before he started racing late models. And super nice guy, Bill Byron. Um, but he told us, he's like, yeah, I've got a five-year plan for my son. And it was like he's gonna run that late model, then he's run K and N, then he's running Trucks, Xfinity, and he'd be in Cup in five years. I looked at that guy and I was like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough Made it happen. Yeah, I don't I don't know that his rise through the ranks is ever gonna be duplicated that quickly and that much success. Yeah.
0: It'll happen. Or it has happened, but like you say, without the success. Um He's earned it. He's earned his opportunities. Right. I mean, he should have won that truck
1: championship last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, and he won the K&N championship. So he basically wins every <laughs> single place he goes.
0: Yep. On the other side of the coin, you got Elliot Sadler, great friend, long-time friend, known him for 20 years, racing together as buddies. He's come so close the last two years to have an opportunity to win a championship. Heartbreak both times. This this time probably more devastating to him personally. Um and uh so we we chatted uh we talked sunday morning uh-huh. uh, when i got up uh i was on the phone with or you know on the phone texting with him for half hour um talking about how do we regroup we can come back we can be here again we can have this opportunity again yeah and he's ex- you know he sees that he knows that and it's going to you know it's going to be difficult for him as it would anybody to put this behind him but once he does we'll regroup and and rebound and be back again i mean i'm just glad that we're going to have another shot at it i'm glad that that wasn't his you know his final opportunity
1: yep i mean one main is coming back next year yep the, crew, the kevin Mendering is still the crew chief so it's going to be yeah he'll be We're going to
0: have our hands full with Christopher Bell
1: and Cole Custer i mean yep. he uh, okay. spanked them saturday yep. So it's gonna be tough, it but will. we've got good teams here. Yes.
0: So and uh, so yeah, I mean we get to celebrate that. I talked to Kelly a little bit. I think she's gonna get on stage as uh, representing the the myself, herself, and Rick Hendrick as the owners. Yep. For uh for Williams Championship banquet. Because you did it for Chases. Yeah. So it's it's fair to rotate. Yeah. I mean, I like to acknowledge Kelly's uh, position here. Not only is the you know, general manager, a lot of people know her as the sort of quote unquote official boss. Um, but she does have equal part ownership in the team, right? Uh, that as well as I, me and Rick. So, um kind of like to showcase that. And that's the opportunity for her to get up there and do that. Um, what do you, you know? This means a lot for the company. We talk about uh morale and 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 all that good stuff when you win. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, it's fun, but um. A, an Xfinity team really lives year to year, where a Cup team has, uh, you know, five to three to five year plans on their on their sponsorships, their driver contracts. They have a better, you know, long term vision and and security even. Right. Uh, where Xfinity teams, a lot of us, I think most Xfinity teams run year to year. Uh, we, in the in this environment today, where the economy is doing so well, some of our partnerships are to year deals uh and some of them do get er, get done early enough in the season to feel like you know there's a longer term vision yeah. um but what does this do what a win like this raises our profile as a team you know other 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 companies are going hey
1: especially they have three guys right in the final other four. companies
0: are looking at us and going maybe we need to be over here uh we get calls we get more phone calls from drivers, talented drivers right. that are looking for opportunity, uh, that may have partnerships as well that they've already, uh, you know, cultivated. So uh, it really the phone starts ringing, and that's what you want as a as a as an owner in the series in any series is the phone to be ringing and people be interested in being a part of this program. So that's what that does for the company as a whole. I mean, obviously all the employees, uh, you know they they um enjoy that success as well uh and everybody's excited and and you know cuz it's it's a you know I don't know how else to word word it being in the Xfinity series it, as well as in the Truck series um it is a dicey environment yeah you know as a mechanic or a, or a fabricator um it's difficult to have – it's difficult to feel the kind of security that you like to have you right. know, as a as an employee. And, and there
1: are a ton of people at Junior Motorsports that have been here a long time.
0: Yeah. And so wins like this, championships like this, give them that security. Right.
1: So And validate why they are here, why yep. they stay here. Because everybody wants to move on to the next thing, this, that, whatever. But yeah. there are so many people that are committed – Two junior motorsports, yep.
0: which is very rare in this day and age. Yep, and a lot of people, you know, would wonder, you know, where, what, what factors into our decisions that we make, the drivers we hire, the companies we work with, the, the, it's, it's all these employees here. They're the first thing you think about when you make a decision with the team. The first thing Kelly's going to think about is the employees. How does this affect our our company and the health of our company? So, this championship. Is a is a huge boost for us, and uh, gives us that opportunity to continue to churn and go back into next season with the opportunity to do it again. Um, so that's that's very exciting for us. Is
2: this really what you want to happen? All I want to do is this. I'm not to
1: All right. Now we're going to get to our Ask Junior questions. First question is from at AmpCarFan88. Sunday was an amazing tribute to your career. What were your thoughts when you were finally downstairs alone having a beer? <laughs>
0: um, that My first thought was, wow, I'm, uh, uh, you know, we. <laughs> my first thought was. I couldn't believe there's still half of a quarter. It was only halfway through the third quarter, so I was going to get to see a lot of football. Um, usually, we get home pretty late from these three o'clock starts, and don't get to watch much Sunday night football. But uh, I, you know, it really has. It really, it's. Amy's upstairs catching up on her shows. She watches Scandal and, oh, see, she Housewives and a couple other things. She's catching up on all that. I had a couple, uh, my buddy Sean and Sonny that everybody saw in the Nationwide commercials, they came over and we talked about, we're going hunting together in a couple days, so we talked about that. Um, And then, we, you know, I didn't stay up too late. I was actually really tired for, I kept waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'd wake up, get up, eat a sandwich, uh, PB&J, and then go back to sleep for like an hour and wake back up, and I'd just been, you know, not getting enough sleep. Um, so I got pretty tired pretty quick Sunday night, and ended up going to bed around three o'clock in the morning. You got um,
1: tired and went to bed at three yeah.
0: o'clock. Yeah, it's pretty early. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you I know. was in bed at. Well, <laughs> I um, it was fun. We we you know we just you know talked and watched TV, listened to music. We didn't you know with Amy you know keep it kind of calm and cool, and um, we got plans to you know we got a little retirement thing happening in a couple days, uh, so we'll celebrate that.
1: At B underscore Verba asks, now that you're done racing full-time, do you have any plans to go back to Germany?
0: You know, Germany is a long trip. Uh, You know, you got to block off. If you're going to go somewhere overseas, you want to go for a couple weeks, you know, because the flights suck. You lose a day going out yeah. and a day coming back. Right. You know. So if you fly all that way, you want to be there a while. Trust me. If you fly there for a cu- couple, you know, a long weekend or something, it's just a lot of, you know, the one thing you're going to remember the most is a flight. Um, so you got to block off a couple weeks. I don't really have, I don't know what, uh, I don't really know what my job looks like yet. I don't know exactly how much time this is going to need.
1: Plus, Amy's not going to want to travel. Amy's
0: can't travel. She's not going to want me to go anywhere. I'm bar- I'm lucky. I'm going to get to go hunting. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to Germany this year. And I, I, we went back to back years. Yep. And sort of that second trip, although fun, was sort of enough. You know, I think if we wanted to go anywhere and go that far away, we'd definitely try to see another part of the world.
1: Kind of mix it up. Yeah. At Zach One H, do you have any good stories of Truex from the Chance Two Motorsports days? Oh man! Or wait, didn't he live on your property?
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know when Martin first came here, he's he actually moved into my house and lived in um lived in a room just down the hall from my bedroom. I had three bedrooms, and uh, he lived there for six months, and then. I had this uh I have a house about a hundred yards down the hill from mine and had some friends living in there. Uh he eventually moved into that and ruined with Sean. Okay. Um and they lived in there together for a while, a couple years. And then once Martin and Sherry got serious they moved in together um into Sherry's house, I guess, but uh which <coughs> it it we just you know, we Every Martin was racing on Saturdays. I was racing on Sundays. When I come home, they were hanging out on the back porch and go down there and have a beer and hang out a little bit. But Martin is uh, he not? He's never. He was never a wild guy. He was never uh, the life of the party. He's just a great person to be around. He's that he you can depend on him to be there. You can de- you can depend on him to. To have you know, be that guy that'll have a beer with you when you want to have a cold beer, um, but he's quiet and reserved, and he likes to see everybody else be the goofball. Or you know, he kind of, he's kind of uh, you know he kind of the guy just kind of sitting in the corner checking it all out. But uh, so I don't I don't have any crazy stories about Martin. Um, he's a guy that's uh, loves to hunt. We spend a lot of time today these days. Hunting. We we bought property together a lot. We we me and him made a big investment a couple years ago, together, uh, in a piece of property. And our intentions is that this is our property forever, you know. And we're gonna grow. We're gonna we're gonna, um, you know, sort of build this property up. And and uh, this will be a place where my kids will go and and his family will go and well, he'll enjoy the rest of his life. And we'll share that. You know, and that's what's great is knowing that we have something that's not work-related uh, that we can enjoy together for a long time. You know, you, that means a lot to me that me and him will remain friends. And it, it's one thing to say, hey, man, we're pals. But do you do you spend time with that person? You know, do you go, do you take time to be with them and, and do things and enjoy uh, things together? And so this property is that link for us. And man, it's fun to be. It, Martin's such a great hunter. Um, he has uh, he builds his arrows on on the weekends in the in his bus in between practices and uh, in the evenings.
1: I remember that one time he flew with us somewhere and yeah, he got he has, on the plane. He had all his yeah, arrows ready to go. Right.
0: So he'd been building arrows all weekend in his bus. Um, he's a serious hunter, and I'm not. I'm just a. I just kind of I'm a hobbyist with it. Uh, my bow comes out of the case when it's when the season opens I don't shoot it during the you know off season he does he shoots every day and so i you know it's, it's great to have him to be able to learn from him and hunt with him and learn how to you know develop this property the way we need to and understand what the deer are doing why they do it why they do what they do and uh, it's just really cool so I'm gonna enjoy that for a long long time Um but yeah, I mean there's really no crazy Martin story. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, oh, well, I'll tell you this. We went to uh I remember the the I remember the day Martin moved out of Josh's or not Josh's but Sean Sean and him's house that they were sharing. So me and Martin went to Cabo on a uh for a week during off season. And Martin stayed up uh for 2 days at the end of the trip. Didn't sleep. And he, everybody's going, (laughs) yeah, so everybody's going to their rooms to uh, go to bed. And he's banging on everybody's door. What are y'all doing? We got one more day. Get up, get up, get up, get up. All night long trying to get everybody to get up. And he, uh, which is uncharacteristic for him because he usually doesn't have that kind of energy. But he stayed up for two solid days, ran himself into the ground, felt like crap all the way home. And when he got home, he must have been talking to Sherry because he packed all his stuff up, and the next day, Sean comes home from work, and Martin's standing on the front porch, walking out the door, got his truck loaded up with all his crap, and and uh, Sean said, what the heck, man, where are you going? He goes, you got to grow up sometime. That was his quote to Sean. <laughs> cause apparently, um, he felt like that, that trip was his last hurrah before he
1: – Even though he was the – Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe, so, maybe that's when it hit him when he felt so I think so he had mad. an epiphany – um on his ride home, on his plane ride home from Cabo that
1: if you feel bad enough you'll grow up. Yeah.
0: That he needed to move in with Sherry. But uh I don't know, I'm trying to think. Should have prepared for that answer a little bit better, but we can go on. Martin was uh Martin's a saint. Love Martin. I'll tell you one thing, his favorite drink is Captain and Coke. Oh really? Well Doc he drinks with Doctor Pepper a lot too.
1: At yep. TJ Mingo22 asks.
0: He has a Captain Morgan statue in his garage. Does he? Really? Yeah, tried to buy it from him a couple times.
1: <laughs> at TJ Mingo22 asks Do you think that the championship race should be held at different tracks each year like the Super
0: Bowl is? Uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know why not. You know, why not? That would be. Uh,
1: Especially now that it's a championship race.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would, why couldn't they shuffle the the final 10, you know? Just
1: don't have the final race be a road course.
0: Why not? No. No?
1: Because. Man, that would be drama. I know, but like. um, That would be some drama. Say I'm a fan of yours and it. You make the final four. Are at you the... about to
0: talk crap about my road course <laughs> racing? One... I feel like that this is a, <laughs> the the this, one year that... this is about to
1: piss me off. <laughs> so what if you're in the final four at a road course? Well, we the next year maybe it's Talladega. I know, but what if you don't make it the next year? This is also hypothetical. I know, but I'm just saying it could happen. All Anything right. is possible.
0: Well, all right. If you want to look at it from terms of your favorite driver, then yeah. you want it to be the same track every year. Talladega. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if if your favorite driver is you know AJ Allmendinger, AJ Allmendinger, then you'd want it to be a road course every. Do you if you want it to alternate, it, it has to go to every type of track. It, it can't just it can't be well we'll alternate it, but no road courses. Yeah, that's not fair.
1: Yeah, maybe it just intermediates. <sighs> <That's>, why? <laughs> like
0: those why those are I, the most freaking boring races we have. Bristol. What are you trying to do? Kill the sport?
1: <laughs> Martinsville. Put it at Martinsville. All right, that would be Martinsville.
0: Martinsville it is. I mean, we saw what happened there last time.
1: It, I know. Yeah. I they would be fighting yeah. if that happened in the championship. Those
0: rivalries and upset, upset feelings would still be there in Daytona. Right. Come February.
1: At Jay Kieser asks, when will you decide which Xfinity races you're going to run? Is there a chance that number increases based on sponsorship? Yes.
0: So um, I've explained this before. I'll do it again. The uh, The reason why I run any Xfinity race is because of, uh, sponsors called us and they say, uh, we want to be a part of Junior Motorsports. We'll offer them a package. Alright, so that package will say you can use Dale and his, or you can use me and my likeness in your marketing. I'll run a race for you in any market that you want to concentrate on. Uh, uh, so they get to kind of choose the race market. And we'll say, alright, and. With that, we will, we're gonna put you on the seven, the one, the nine, whatever for eight, ten races, and that's how we try to sell. We're trying really. The goal for us is to get those eight or ten races on the other cars. Yeah, like that's two, what we want.
1: Two and three race packages are good, but we yeah. need like the bigger deals. Yeah.
0: I won't do it if it's just one race for me. It does do that. Does nothing for junior motorsports, but probably costs us money. Yes, we don't make money, and it pulls o- away from the other teams. Yeah, we don't make money if I just go one one race somewhere. So what we have, to, what we're trying to do is get sponsorship for all our cars, uh, just because you know some of those cars, like the seven car, might have ten races open. Uh, so we're trying to fill those ten races, and that's why I run a race when I do. So, anyways, uh, how do we decide? You know, usually the sponsor decides what market they want to focus on, but I can have some influence there as well. I'd love to run Homestead next year.
1: That would be your top that'd of the, be the list?
0: That'd be toward the top. That'd be top three. Okay. Yeah. What I like. would be the other two. I think, you know, I'd love to do those races in the second half of the season since I'm always going to be at the track. That gives, that gives that keeps my weekends open in the first half of the year to be able to do whatever it is I'm going to need to be doing because I don't know what I'm going to be doing or what they want me to do.
1: That leads right into at B. Jones 23199's question. They asked, "Do you think you'll come to the tracks um during the first half of the season before I'll, NBC takes over?"
0: Yeah, I will. I want to go to the Daytona 500. I want to be there for that race. I think it's important race for our sport. Uh if I'm if I care about sport like I said I do, I I would, you know, I'll be there. I also think I need to go to a handful of races, uh maybe four or five leading into the booth so I have I'm boots on the ground, understanding what's going on in sport, down in the garage, talking to guys, learning everything that, you know, trying to stay current. Um, I think that as a broadcaster coming right out of the driver's seat, you could probably get away with not preparing quite as much because everything's so fresh. But as the years go by, the technology changes, and the terminology, and everything that's happening in the sport evolves so quickly. If you got to be in the garage talking to the drivers, talking to the crew chiefs, trying to understand and stay in current uh, with everything that's happening, so you can talk about it intelligently in the booth. Um, if you don't. Trust me, up being a driver, the drivers will call you out. You know they might not speak about it publicly, but the drivers have li- ha- the drivers have broadcasters they appreciate and broadcasters they don't. And so, you know, I want to be one that the guys appreciate that thinks you know I, they like drivers like broadcasters that are down in the garage asking questions. Yeah, right. They don't like broadcasters that show up and go right to the booth and that's all they're you know they're up there talking about the sport. But they're ni- they're never in the garage. You know, drivers appreciate that, uh, and you need that line of communication to all the drivers. You need to be able to text them at a moment's notice and say, "Hey, I got a question uh, about X, Y, Z. Why does why does this happen? Why did y'all say this? What's going on over here?" You have to have that same communication with all the crew chiefs. I'm going to have all kinds of new crew chief phone numbers in my phone. Um, you got to be able to talk to the you know O'Donnell and all those guys and have their have their, you know, so the, you got to maintain those relationships. So I'll be at the racetrack, a handful of races leading up. It's probably me and the Tart and Burton. We'll just go and uh, stay current. But in between Daytona and that, I don't really know. I'll just kind of take take. Uh, probably
1: not going to be going in April and May around the last well, month there.
0: Yeah, May. I asked. Uh, I talked to Sam Flood, my boss, and asked him if I could have May off, and he said no problem um for when the little girl comes so that will be exciting i'm not gonna want to go anywhere and do nothing yeah, exactly yeah
1: all right that's all the ask junior questions as always you can send us these questions on twitter using the hashtag ask junior thanks all right. for thanks for all the questions that people have sent yeah. this year i mean
0: absolutely i mean it's uh it's appreciated uh they've been great the questions have been great
1: and yeah the fan questions have sparked better conversation than my topics anyway. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan.
0: All right, we're looking ahead. Happy Thanksgiving. Thursday is Thanksgiving. That's looking ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <That's
1: it. laughs> the season yep. is over. We're not doing much <laughs> anymore.
0: All right. That uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, I'm going hunting. I don't know what everybody's doing on Thanksgiving, but I'm going to go hunt. I'm Actually, on Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to spend that with Mom. Amy and I are going up to Mom's. Kelly moved. We all used to live on the property together, right? Kelly was there. Mom was there. Well, Kelly moved, and so I put Mom in Kelly's house because it's got poop. And so uh, we're going up to mom's. She just moved in like a week ago. She's thrilled, uh, and and so we're going to go up there and enjoy that. And uh, then after Thanksgiving, I'm going hunting with some with Sean and Sonny, and maybe Jeffrey. He still hasn't told me whether he's going or not. I Come don't know on, who, Jeffrey. Why the hell he's dragging his feet? Yeah. Come on. He's um, got the beard for it and everything. I know. He's ready. He loves to hunt. Right. What the hell? Yeah. I've I've invited him on a hunt and he, he didn't jump up and down excited. I'm a little concerned, but uh, kind of frustrated about that. Oh, hopefully he
1: doesn't listen to this podcast and hear Why? your frustration. He
0: needs to be calling me and saying, I'm excited to go hunting with you, and I'm there. Yes. I'll be the first one in the truck. Uh, next week, in appreciation, this is important, all right? So, And I know a lot of people pr- probably seen this on social media and so forth, but this is uh, something I'm excited for everybody to consider coming to. Uh, it's called in appreciation. It's an evening with me in Las Vegas. Tickets are still available at championsweek.nascar.com. Championsweek.nascar.com. Just, we just uh, opened up some new price ranges if folks are interested in checking that out. Basically, here's what we're going to do. All right, so uh, my brand team, Mike Davis, you, uh, NASCAR came to me and said, I want to uh we want you to do something we want to do something on uh during during Champions Week and I'm like I you know it's kind of weird for me I'm not comfortable with that it's supposed to celebrate the champion don't want to take anything away from that uh and plus I'm not doing anything that's going to make anybody any money I don't want I don't want to sell tickets to race fans and profit NASCAR or profit anybody myself included so uh they said okay well, we'll see uh we'll run all that by NASCAR and see what they think so they came back and agreed that all the proceeds, every dime, every cent, goes to the Nationwide Children's Hospital. No dime, no penny goes to NASCAR. Nothing comes to me or anyone else. So we're going to, we thought about getting a host. I said, Mike, let's me and you host it. So me and Mike Davis are going to host it. That's going to be fun. We're going to screw up. Uh, we're, <laughs> people are going to laugh. And I don't want to know who the guests are, so Mike's going to get the guests and bring them out, and I won't know who it is until they're coming onto the stage. And we're going to sit down, and it's going to be people that I assume uh, that have been impactful in my career. Uh, but that's going to be a big surprise and fun. Uh, that'll that'll you know there'll be a lot of fun conversation and storytelling. Um, so I'm going to interview these people, but I don't know who they are.
1: That sounds like a disaster. Right.
0: Don't you but you wanna watch, right? Yes. So anyways, go to championsweek.nascar.com. nascar com, check it out. New ticket new price ranges. Tickets still available. Going fast. Uh I hope people will, will will come on out. Even if, you know, you don't stay for the whole championships week.
1: Yep. Tuesday night. It's gonna be good and it's for a great cost. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Every penny uh goes to the nationwide children's hospital. And uh that's it folks. That was a great show, Tyler. I
2: drank the weekend to the ground and Strong enough to breathe. So here's the thing with my. I'm not strong enough to breathe. Am I wrong? Or is this really what you want to happen? When well, all I want to do is have this, I'm not strong enough to breathe. I'm caught in every single word, and I know that you are something else. Yeah, I'll reach my
0: point. The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo' Radio podcast on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at DaleJr, at OverStreetTyler, and at Dirty Mo' Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. Do it, it.
2: I'm not strong enough. Before, and I felt the burn from every inch of my heart
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.